Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast, everyone. It's so good to have you back here with me tonight. As you can see, I am joined by a beautiful new guest, Tia Wood. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. It's beautiful here in Australia. <laughs> I know. So I'm so excited to talk to you. For anyone who um, doesn't know who Taya is, I've been following some of your work for probably the last year or so now. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I love some of the videos that you've been putting out. And you're um, an intuitive coach and you do business coaching and teach a lot of courses online for people, don't you? Yeah, I've been, I've been doing this work for a very, very long time. Um, I think I started like 16 years ago. And so I've been training people in the intuitive arts, consciousness, development for many, many years. So yeah, um, I'm super happy you found me. That's great. It's yeah. always so nice to, to you know, there are all these like people around the world and they're messaging me and it's so random, you know, because when you put this work out there, you have no idea yeah, how far, um, you know, this work is going to go or like who, who this message is going to reach and resonate. And I've met some amazing people through that kind of like alignments in synchronicity so i'm super excited to be i here. know it's so cool i think that's one of the greatest things about being online is that your network expands exponentially and i yes. think that's been part of the design the grand design for all of us you know for a lot of star seeds to reconnect was yes. to be able to meet online and do this work so well, I'm excited to talk to you today because what I'm really interested in is um, you recently put out a video about the importance of Australia and um, the great plan uh, for this planet right now and everything that we're kind of going through. Because right now your country is under some very strong restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. What a topic. So, um, you know, I originally come from Europe. And around like 15 years ago, maybe, yeah, 15 years ago, I set my foot in Australia for the first time. And the moment I touched the land, it was the most, like the strongest feeling that kind of like a soul resonance. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm home. 
this is home. And I didn't understand it at the time. It was just so strong. I traveled the world, I lived all around the world. But when I came to Australia, I was like, this is home, right? And at the time, you know, I haven't really researched much about Australia, but like, you know, the, you know, obviously I, I knew about the indigenous people who are very connected, but I didn't really research the connection with Pleiades, with Lemuria. Like I, you know, I was quite uh, <laughs> oblivious to that. So anyway, I was called to this land many, many years ago. And you know, I, I've been talking to people recently because of obviously, you know, the current <laughs> situation. And so many people from all over the world have been called to Australia to actually be here, be on this land and hold the frequency while all of this is taking place. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it just this whole experience for me feels fully guided. Now, I've done a year of <laughs> this madness back in Europe. So this is not my first rodeo, I would say. <laughs> so, you know, I'm so used to all of this media propaganda. I mean, I've, I've been through it. I've been through massive lockdowns. So I have to tell you really honestly, you know, um, as with everything, you know, don't trust the mainstream media because the reality might be completely different. So it looks like there, there are like med restrictions. And yes, in some areas, they absolutely are. But they're very small area compared to the vastness of Australia. Australia is huge. So even in Sydney, you know, and this has been one of the biggest issues here. Um, you know, part of Sydney has been completely locked down, while the other part of Sydney has enjoyed an absolute freedom. I mean, normal life, really. I wouldn't say there's much difference. And so, you know, it's it's. I I would say it's a testing ground, and they're trying all different things. But you know, coming back to the the sacred origin of this land, um, when I was kind of tapping into all of this and I was saying, you know, all of us were called to this land. We are here for a reason. And many people were saying to me, they were quite psychic and intuitive. Why are you going to Australia? I was like, I don't know, I have to go. And now that I'm here and as I was tapping into all of this, I was like, oh my gosh, I get it now. This Australia is actually all about returning to those sacred ways. Australian indigenous people are the ones, uh, you know, they're like, basically the originals of this world they have very strong connection with Pleiades you know and and it's really where the spiritual battle is taking place and so as we shift in spiritual consciousness and bring enough light through this portal here I, I got such a strong image that the consciousness of the world will shift so yes we are having on this very physical level many different restrictions in many different countries I mean it's <laughs> it's madness but what I've been shown is that Australia is actually all about shifting the consciousness. And so many, many light workers and star seeds have been called to this place. And, and, and the indigenous people obviously are doing a lot of work. Yeah, I think um, we underestimate the power that we all hold within our own field and what that actually is doing in its interaction with the land and how we're able to shift things just by our presence here on the planet alone. Like, I think I think we diminish that that um, that power. Uh, I don't think we fully understand it uh, mm -hmm. for the most part. And so. It's interesting. What is the strong connection with the Pleiades and Australia? <laughs> so, um, you know, um, Australian indigenous people always talk about, you know, the, the Pleiades and how they came from the Pleiades. So there, there was like long, long time ago, there was this obviously um, in, 
I would say, you know, change of the human DNA. And we received a lot of Palladian DNA. And so um, all the like, when you look at the Australian sacred sites, you know, they're, they're quote unquote rocks, but they're really technology. So this beautiful Palladian technology gets activated and brings these higher codes of consciousness and understanding. So yeah, there's a very, very strong connection with Palladius, absolutely. Ah, I um, I'm, I, I have very strong Palladian connection myself, and cool. uh, that, that's my strongest connection with my guides is definitely the Pleiades. Yeah. Uh, but I also know that I had a past life in Australia uh, back in I th around the 800s and I was I took um, like I guess a boat across from Europe to um, to Australia and lived as a nun there like I was a nun and I was transported there I guess for I don't know if it was for humanitarian reasons but uh, I didn't live very long because uh, sanitary reasons were not that like the sanitation back then, like just yeah. in ev anywhere in the world, I think was yeah. was not great. And so I, but I lived I, I, I died happy, though. Apparently, I died with a very strong connection to God. And um, I, lo I loved the um, the the land. I love the land and I love the water. Like it was it felt very much like home. It's funny, I've been very called to go to Australia over the last 15, 20 years. Um, and I almost made it there when I was in Bali once, uh, because I have family in um Perth. Oh, okay. So yeah, but I haven't made it there. Now you where in Europe are you from originally? So I'm originally from Slovenia, and Slovenia. many people don't know where Slovenia is. So it's like a tiny little country next mm -hmm. to Italy and Austria and Croatia. Yeah. So um, it's 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 a very small country, and yeah, that, that's where I'm from. So, but I was like since I was twenty, I lived all around the world. So first of all, I was called to New Zealand, um, and New Zealand is also a very powerful portal. And then later on, I was called to Australia, but I lived, yeah, in Greece, England, everywhere. <laughs> oh gosh, okay, yeah, you're 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 like me, like oh, we're both traveling yeah. um, travelers. Uh, yeah. So, all right, so this is really interesting. So, what I what I'm curious to know from your perspective and what you've tapped into. When it comes to everything that we're kind of experiencing right now, this kind of we're seeing everything collapse. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, there's a lot of chaos that ensue with with that. Why do you specifically think they can you go over all of the reasons why you think they've specifically chosen um, Australia as the testing ground um, beyond what you've already ex expressed to yeah. us, you know, because it's of the indigenous um, origin points? Well, you know. It's, it's really, you know, we all know about the, the concept of the new world order, right? And um, the thing is, there are like two timelines forming and one timeline is all about, you know, the unity consciousness, harmony, and the other timeline is, it looks a little bit similar, but it's actually, you know, <laughs> full on tyranny. And so the thing is, Australia obviously has the ties with England and the English crown, and it's actually not free <laughs> when we think about it. When we look at the legalities, it's actually not a free land. Um, at the same time, it's an island. So it's a perfect testing ground. Like, look at the islands, what's happening on the islands. It's very easy to restrict people. And as I said, you know, I, I just think that um, it's, it's, uh, it's a very wealthy country. It's a, it's a very modern country in many ways, and people have had it very good for a very long time here in Australia. 
right? Um, yes, Australia has always had very strict rules, but you know, it's 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 a, definitely a very special place. And so I think that it's you know, it just feels to me that if you know, it's kind of like if they tr if they manage to um, full on implement crazy rules here it's going to be then very easy to implement them everywhere else because what I was shown is that um, each country you know it's not it, it, everything is an experiment this is not like the real deal right this is actually an experiment and it's almost like a social experiment because each country has a different level of wealth consciousness habits right and it's kind of like an experiment of how you can get people to do what you want them to do you know how fearful they are so in australia people are not fearful people are actually you know really chill they had it very good for a very long time and they're very it's a very wealthy country but at the same time people are very trusty of things and now um yeah, they're getting the reality bite a lot of people. So many, many political reasons that we might not even be conscious of mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. unfolding here. So it's a, and what I feel it's beautiful in Australia, what I actually haven't seen much in Europe is that um, when it comes to the politics, which I try to stay out as much as possible, you know, but sure. at some point it becomes a spiritual issue, right? Um, and so you can see in politics here, not everyone is on the same page. And that's a very positive sign because there are many politicians that are saying no and bringing out the documents and, and you know, really fighting to um, keep sanity, right? Keep, preserve the free will, which is really all about now. It's about preserving free will. So it's, a, it's an interesting place. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, especially since we are operating in a free will universe and this experiment is trying to tell us, no, you don't actually have the free will that you think you do. So okay. it's interesting because with do you do you follow astrology um, at all yeah. or? Yeah, yeah. So with Saturn in Aquarius and Saturn just about basically it's going direct when this airs. Um, so with Saturn kind of going direct, you can, it's interesting because you obviously see the restrictions that Saturn brings to, you know, the, this idea of people wanting to be sovereign and free mm -hmm. and um, more liberated and having kind of like the Saturn as the ruler of Capricorn ruling like, mm -hmm. you know, government institutions, things like that. But also what I, you know, is important um, is to remember that Saturn is a great teacher and it teaches us a lot of wisdom and imparts a lot of wisdom upon us through its transit. And I think one of the great lessons that Saturn is bringing all of us through this energy of Aquarius is to remember our own personal authority and to tune into the higher levels of consciousness that can um, guide that authority within us. Yeah. Because we've given it away for far too long. We had to do good for too long. Mm. Look at humanity, you know. I mean, we all want convenience, but convenience yeah. does come with a cost that we're oh. seeing. Like it makes you soft. It makes you compliant. It makes you mm. not as careful as maybe you should be. Like you just, you let things slide a little bit more. And I don't think anyone right now is in a place where they want to let things slide because it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's really pushing us, right, to become conscious, to become awake, you know, like on, on the positive side, this global madness, you know, on a very positive side, so many people are awakening 
they wouldn't awaken to the misuse of energy and mismanagement of this, you know, all the energies and resources in this world. While at the same time, some people are just falling deeper into a mija, which is okay, you know, it's a free will universe, as we said, but a lot of people are, are looking at reality and saying, wait a minute, there's something very wrong here. So Saturn, absolutely the big teacher, right? Um, I feel this whole era is very much Saturn-like because it's kind of like pushing us through really a lot of pain and discomfort to the edge where it's basically saying, so are you going to realize what you've been tolerating? You know, because we all have tolerated so much negativity. I've been working with people for many years and so many sessions, like endless amount of sessions, people saying, yes, I know I should walk away from my work or I should walk away from this relationship. But, right, we always had this an excuse and now we can't have an excuse. It's kind of like, okay, if you're not gonna, you know, face the situation and if you're not gonna learn how to use the energy, the resources you've got properly, you're gonna pay the price. It's a, it's a big learning curve. It's a boot camp. It's a boot camp. But I feel very positive about it. Like yeah, there's no. so many people, they're so desperate. And I'm like, man, I just feel so positive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I feel completely opposite. No, I, I do too. I, I'm with you. I mean, obviously, um, we're seeing the crunch come down. And I think other people yeah. are going through it harder than, than, you know, we're all we're all experiencing it at different levels. Okay. Um, yes. And I think that's part of that's been designed into our soul contracts. Because um, exactly. I think we all knew what was coming in 2020 when we uh, signed up for this before we actually birthed into reality. Uh, but it, I do see a lot of positivity coming for, through mm -hmm. this because unfortunately, um, change never happens when people are comfortable and we're going through massive amounts of change, which means that there is huge shifts that are designed for us, you know, in the, in the, um, future that require this change to happen. So that timeline that we talk about that, I, this concept of new earth, you know, mm -hmm. that 5d yeah. uh, frequency of living cannot be attained and cannot be um, sustained through the systems that we have now. It requires a quite a drastic change, which we're all seeing and experiencing. And I, I see it as a very positive thing as well. It, of course, it doesn't come in the package that we all were probably <laughs> expecting it to come. Uh, but that's, that's usually how it works anyway, from my experience. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, if we were if we knew what was waiting for us on a very human level on this conscious level uh, we would all try to run away from it but as with anything you know you get through the challenge and then when you get to the other side you're like oh this is awesome but you know like this world has been full-on based the, the foundations of our society were based in fear in fear consciousness since the fall of literally lemuria you know there has been this fear consciousness and there have been civilizations and cultures that really rise in consciousness but then they fell again and just few groups of like very pure indigenous teachings remained really quite quite really pure and remote but the rest was kind of like sucked into this vortex of fear and manipulation and when we look at our modern western society i mean you know it's all based on comfort fear uh <laughs> brainwashing um you know social agendas so we are full on healing this fear consciousness and this is kind of like 
you know, um, I think what people really need to understand that the emotions that are arising, the discomfort that it's arising, it's really comes from that disconnection from spirit, disconnection from the nature, the na na natural sacred ways. And this is what the indigenous tribes and, and, and society have really like kept the flame of that sacredness going for us. Well, in the Western world, we went into this whole materialistic madness. Yeah. Are you are you connected with any of the um, indigenous tribes right now? Um, well, not not particularly. No, because like my connection um, has always been since I was very little on a very spirit level. So I, I would always connect with spirits since I was like tiny, tiny little girl. And so I would connect with different tribes, with different elders, but not in a physical form. They were like on us in, in, in spirit. Um, the indigenous Australians would say that they are um, from the dream time. <laughs> so that's where I was connecting with all of this. And then, you know, I had all these experiences and guidance before internet, right? <laughs> and yeah. then I was like, what's happening to me, right? Especially when I was a teenager. And then I found books that would explain what's actually happening to me. So yeah, my connection is, I would say purely, or yeah, 99% absolutely comes from um, the spirit realm. What have you received through your connection to the indigenous um, people there of that land uh, on, well, two things. One, how to navigate uh, what we're going through right now, but also have you been receiving anything of like, not necessarily predictions, but um, what you see like unfolding in, um, like how you see things unfolding in the near future? Well, first of all, um, like the guidance that I was receiving, let's say over the last two years, first of all was um, really to go out there and expose the dark agendas because people had to see. And then at some point, the guidance that came through was very clear, now refocus, now practice sacred ways. Now you pray, you dance, you meditate, you bring beautiful creations in because um, into this world, because what's going to be happening is like not everyone energetically obviously is on the same level. So there are three stages to this purification and transformation that is happening. So the first stage, and this has all been obviously uh, prophesized by many indigenous elders from all over the world, uh, that there will come a time where we will go to a massive purification. This is where the humanity will decide their, their future, their destiny. So the first stage, and this is where the majority of people are in stuck in <laughs> or stuck, you know, hit by it, is the stage of purification. It's really that stage of purging, cleansing. It, it can be really harsh because the reality you knew and, and the, 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 you know, the stability it gave you and the sense of security it gave you is gone. I mean, how many people at the moment are dealing with absolute existential crisis? So that's kind of like a lot of people are in this stage. Now, the, the next stage is really the stage of transformation and much more healing. And that's where you start learning, observing, and really going within and so on. And the third stage is really the stage of building a new world. So looking at the collective, you know, at the moment, the collective is experienced the first stage, which is like, oh, my gosh, the world is falling apart. And they would literally do anything to go back to normal. And so many people are saying, yeah, I'll take this just so I can go back to normal, whatever, right? Because they want to go back. And that's something that people don't understand. There is no going back. The old world has collapsed. And the old world wasn't that great. Anyway, maybe we in the Western world, a lot of us had very comfortable lives. But there was so much darkness in this world. 
I don't want to dive into it too much, but so much darkness. Yeah. So, okay, sorry. Um, I'm just getting a download right now while you're saying all that. So what has to kind of piggyback on what you just were talking about, how like these people just like, oh, well, I just want to take this so I can go back to normal. I can do, I can do my normal things. I can travel. I can whatever. Exactly. And the part of the process of this experiment, so to speak, but what we're learning on a deeper level from the soul perspective is that it goes all the way back to you cannot have convenience and authority together right now because they haven't served you well. And so first you have to learn about your own personal authority to be able to be responsible for your conveniences because right now we're being irresponsible with our conveniences. And so part of the journey, this is actually part of the journey um, that some people are going to have to learn the hard way that when they choose the convenience, they're going to realize that it was a lie and that they don't actually get to, they're going to be lied to further. And that's going to be part of the further awakening that comes through. And this is just part of the plan where some of us have already seen it and and that's fine. And it doesn't make us better or anything like that. It's just, you know, we've already gone through certain stages of that awakening, but for those who haven't need to go through being lied to being deceived in order to kind of wake up and realize, Oh, I need to start, you know, making better choices. I need to start not maybe choosing convenience over my own authority and sovereignty. That's so perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yes. That's what I've been seeing all the time. People just choosing the, the easy way out. Like, oh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, you know, really um, compromise my values, my morals, and I'm just going to make my life easier. And the spirit said to me, oh my gosh, you know, it's not about you guys, the way they see it, right? The opposing force. <laughs> um, it's you guys, you, the adults, you're not important at all to them. You're just collateral damage. They just want to get rid of a lot of you the ones that are really important are the children and so you have to hold the line for the children because they will go after children and that's the big one it's not actually us right you know we have a few more decades or whatever but it's the next generation the next generation the next generation and so um that's a big one so we i i I don't feel we have the luxury of just making it easy for ourselves because we will just unburden this on our children and mess up their reality yeah. yet our soul contract says that we are here to hold the line we are here to awaken we are you know kind of like a bridge between the two realities the old reality and the new reality so we have to be those sacred protectors for the next generation Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's part of it too, is that we live in this world where we're so concerned with just moment to moment, you know, and, and of course, like, you know, that instant gratification that we're not understanding the repercussions um, down the line, not just for the next generation, but seven generations down the line, you know, how that's going to affect them. And so I think this is kind of awakening part of our responsibility to the future we people are already you know there's been an awakening to that to some degree at least with the planet earth people are being concerned and although there's manipulation around that narrative to some degree there's still at least that awakening of wanting to leave the earth in a better place than when you first got here but people aren't seeing how you know their personal actions outside of the environment what is that actually doing for the quality of living and the ability to live freely um, for the the generations behind us? Absolutely, absolutely. It's um, 
you know, humanity is a, it's a very, very, can be very selfish species, you know. I find it so interesting talking to people and they're lovely people, you know, lovely, kind people. And we discuss this topic, you know, our responsibility to this world, to this reality, to this planet and to all of creation, really, and our relationship with, with everything that's alive, everything in cosmos. And people are quite, even though they're lovely people, they're very ignorant, like, ah, I don't want to even think about it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, and you got to be the one incarnating then in all of this, you know, in this lineage. And you will, you know, be born into this lineage and then you have all these issues. And I'm like, why do I have these issues? Well, you've created them a few generations ago. So it's time to clean them up. So, you know, I, I just also feel it's so amazing how many super powerful light workers or star seeds, you know, whatever, <laughs> um, have chosen to be alive in this time. It's that, that, that really is beyond me. So many extra powerful souls. And uh, my spirit guide said that some some of the most powerful souls in the universe are alive now and you know they're doing podcasts or they're doing videos like we're doing now like you're doing your work you know it's like some of the most powerful souls yet when you see their packaging right how they look like what their life is all, they look very simple you know innocent but the spirit the soul and the frequency is it's full-on warrior and it's amazing um okay there's something about between you and i i'm getting download after download just like listening to you there's certainly a connection here that is is kind of yes. sparking something in me so i just received a download that um yes there are many powerful pe beings like souls here at this time and purposely were um hidden uh in ways that wouldn't be um sought out or seen just for specifically this time now because it needed to come from like all angles it's almost like you know like that whack-a-mole kind of thing yeah. and and it's like you think you know where all the power players are, but a lot of the power players have been um, kept under wraps, like, you know, in the background. And that's why a lot of people are, are, are having this awakening. There are going to be even people that you don't even suspect mm. um, that, that you think, oh, they're just, you know, asleep right now. Or that's it could be your family member for all you know, that's in a couple of years, just has this massive awakening and comes forth. And they've got, you know, they're holding all of these codes that are so necessary that um, are much more powerful than we realize. And so just kind of like piggybacking again on what you're saying, just because it's kind of coming through that, yeah, there's, there's this, it's been held back for this specific moment for a reason. It's part of a strategy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, you, you, you know, when you have these players, as you said, you know, the, the strong players, when you think that they're strong ones, they're actually not. Because what will transpire in the near future as we go through these three stages is that really the real strength is the spiritual light that being anchors in their being. And, and so that's going to be so, so obvious because a lot of these players, global players that you see out there as public <clears throat> in the public arena, they are full on. I mean, we know this, right? They're puppets, right? And the way negativity works is they just take advantage of them. And when they don't need them anymore, they get rid of them. And a lot of these people who have played out certain roles are breaking down now because the spiritual light is being activated to such extent that anything that it's not of light cannot stand it. And it has to you know, retreat and has to go within or it will burn and, you know, turn into ashes, uh, literally. Yeah, because this is what's really happening. It's, it's, yeah, it's very interesting how um, the spiritual life that is awakening in, in all of us, it's just, I, I feel it in waves. 
I'm like, when I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this power? And then it comes more and then it comes more. And then I connect to, you know, different people that are on the same path and they're experiencing the same um, spiritual power. And as I tuned in, I was like, oh my gosh, the goddess or the divine feminine and the divine masculine are returning. And it's not out there. It's within ourselves, within our being. And we're going through these upgrades and healings and this powerful marriage of you know, the primal energies. And when these energies join, it's pure power, it's pure strength. And it's gonna change the world. It's absolutely gonna change the world, this spiritual light. And nothing can escape it. Yeah, and I think that's why we've seen a huge part of like the divine feminine healing amongst all of us, both male and female, why that has been such a rise over the last, you know, like 20 years or so, like that's been a big focus was because, Mm -hmm. you know, you needed that healing in order to be able to heal the masculine so that it could come forth and be the strong protector and be able to stand in that warrior um, light with the warrior of the goddess behind, like, you know, um, like deep within. So have you also seen what have you seen kind of like coming through for you in um like what's coming down the pipeline uh you know for australia well um i think it's gonna go through stages like as with anything else i don't see a clear path so i see very different various stages and because i was like really tapping into this like back in Europe already I was like come on guys like what's the guidance what's gonna happen you know like I needed some sort of sense of security and the guidance I got back back in Europe a year ago was the situation is actually much more simple as we can imagine they said it will go as far as you let it go so you are not here to fight against it you're here to set the boundary you're here to say okay you can play your game up to this point but you cannot cross this boundary. So when it comes to Australia, I actually feel the same. If people are gonna realize and and set the boundary and they are doing that full on, right? And challenge a certain, you know, madness, then they're gonna stop. But if people are in a fearful mode, then, you know, they're just gonna push it and push it as far as they can. So I see, when it comes to Australia, again, Australia is huge. So I see very different realities playing out in different places. And you can be 20 kilometers away from a certain place and it's a completely different reality. So I don't see one synchronized reality. I actually see many different realities before things kind of like balance out eventually. And I don't see that happening in the next two years. I see time before you know the 20s are going to be intense before things actually become more balanced so i feel that everyone um and i've been saying that all the time everyone will end up in the bubble of, or, or in the frequency range that it's actually in alignment with them so when you still have a lot of karmic stuff you have to deal with a lot of you know clearing you will obviously be drawn to places that there is much more challenge as well as maybe you'll end up there because you need some very powerful spiritual work to do in that area. So it's not just karmic, it can also be a calling. And for people who have seen like kind of like purify their, their fears, their karma, and they're really in alignment, it's highly likely that they will end up in much more favorable um, realities. And again, it can be same city, but maybe a few miles apart, a few kilometers apart. Um, and you will have a completely different experience than somebody else down the road. 
So this is really, you know, when we go back to what you spoke at the very beginning about, you know, how we hold the power to our reality. Now, we all know that, but now we're really realizing this through, you know, our own alignment with the soul. And the, 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 the best advice I would give to anyone how to navigate these times is really has to do with, you know, the more you tune into the guidance of your soul, the more you really, really listen to that guidance. And, you know, if you have all this clutter happening in your life and if you're, you have all this, you know, lack of clarity, then you have to work through these layers to heal, to come to that place of realization that your soul knows exactly why you're here. There is a soul's plan for this lifetime. You know, like we mentioned earlier, um, you have a calling. And the more you align yourself with that calling, the more you use your energy, your resources to fulfill that calling, to be creative, to be of service, you know, you're gonna be in such powerful alignment and then automatically, you will automatically be guided to exactly where you need to be and your life is gonna actually be beautiful and harmonious. And so a lot of people are getting very, very much stuck into, you know, being very, very angry, which I totally understand, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a valid emotion, right? But you have to realize, you know, is that anger still serving you or is it maybe time to maybe use your energy differently? So I do feel and see a lot of people moving away from that anger and frustration and they're saying, you know, Oh, F this. And they're just saying, I'm just going to focus on, on creating a beautiful farm, of creating my new business, of connecting with like-minded people, connecting with a tribe. And we're just going to focus on building a new world. And this is the third stage, as I mentioned, right? So a lot of people are still in the purging stage, while some people are already starting to heal and awaken. And then some people are already building the foundations for the new world. And, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the divine plan for this world. Yeah. Okay. So that goes, that actually synchronizes beautifully with the message that I put out um, recently um, about how, you know, as there's a downturn, there's always an, uh, an upswing. Like there's also things that are happening. There's things as things are being destroyed through the chaos, things are also getting built. And it's like, where do you want to focus your energy? Do you want to focus your energy on everything that's falling apart? Or do you actually want to be part of the building process? You can't be part of the building process if all your energy is going into everything that's falling yeah. apart. So it's, you know, we're being called to, you know, take on all of the spiritual lessons that we've learned on how to manage our energy, where where we're you know where we're most um benefic beneficial to the world and it's you're absolutely right like i see the that there's going to be like shifts next year like they're in pockets it's all going to be always in yes. pockets and i think you know we've been programmed even just through the medical system of like that magic pill you know we're, or you know even through media we're like there's always going to be that one thing that you know will just change everything and when yeah. this is this is global there's no way that it's all gonna magically disappear overnight there's gonna it's all gonna move in stages like you said depending on where you are in the world and how that country's consciousness level is at and it's interesting because i feel like um once pluto moves out of capricorn and gets into aquarius that i i think that's where we're gonna finally see like in 2024 where we're gonna finally see some um 
you know, benefits of what has already started building now. So mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to focus your energy on because Pluto is the destroyer, right? Pluto is the destroyer. So while Pluto's doing its thing, you know, um, by breaking down all the systems and the corporations and the government and all the authorities that aren't in, in um, alignment with the highest good for all, you know, we've got to be kind of focusing on the future because that's where Pluto's going next. And I think that's what's going to be important. So it's, you know, you're right. I, I, anger is a very destructive energy. It's a very low level of consciousness. Um, but it's really a poison, as we've often heard people talk about. Anger only hurts you the most. And when you allow that frequency to poison your cells, to poison your field, it's not helping you at all. And it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be angry. Everyone is allowed to have that anger. It is a justifiable emotion. It's here for all of us to feel, but to wallow in it, to stay in it, to be get stuck in it is a completely different thing. And I think I'm, I'm noticing it with people just in like, you know, my clients and, and those in my alchemy program, that there are people who are just tired now. They're tired of the resistance. And that doesn't mean that you're giving up. It just means you're going to shift your energy in a different way. You know, we had, I had someone on the podcast um, last week and she talked about the importance of the heart portal and our connection to the heart. And, you know, I was out for a run earlier today and I was kind of like, you know, tuning into this idea of like, instead of you know, being in fear, which is a contracting energy and makes you small and all of that to be in love, you know, and to be expanded, to expand that love frequency as far as you can go, like make your whole field filled with love and just keep going and going and going. And so after my run, I was just kind of sitting by the water on this park bench and I was like just lying in the sun. I was like getting my Palladian light coats in (laughs) and I was kind of like shown that you know, if you, the way that sun was just beaming down, like this light beaming into me, I was like, oh, let me just pretend I'm my own sun and beam that love energy out all around me. And that made it so easy for me to just get more love. And it was just so amazing to feel that. And I think that if people start to shift their energy and we start to practice that more, I think we could speed this timeline up a little bit faster than where we're at right now. Absolutely. You know, like that, that's such a powerful thing that you said, you know, usually when we are faced with a challenge, we tend to energetically contract and get really like, ugh, right, um, angry, frustrated, and we hold on to that feeling. And the key with, you know, going through these things and shifting the energy is really opening up. So it's very easy to open up when something comfortable is happening. But how can you expand your field? How can you open up and embrace something that is maybe less pleasant? And so I think a lot of people are getting, you know, are trying to um, really go through this stage of transformation and awakening by fighting against it, you know, by really being really, really contracted in the fields. And it's, and when you put out, for example, information or guidance, and a lot of, there are a lot of like, you know, whistle, whistleblowers out there. And it's, it's so important. My guides told me it's so, so important that whatever information you put out there, don't put it out with anger. Don't put it out with like hate or, um, you know, put it out with the intention of, even if you're revealing some really dark stuff, with the intention of healing for everyone involved. Because the purpose, the, the primal motivation has to be healing and balancing. 
And while people are still stuck in this, you know, battle mode, it's it's going to be really hard. So I think like people are going to get tired <laughs> and are going to start returning to nature. Like you said, you know, open up to the sun, you know, Pleiades. And we're going to, we will have to reconnect with Mother Earth and, and the stars and, and see who we really are and remember who we are. And and really realize that this, um, you know, madness and the reality we found ourselves in, it's not actually real. <laughs> it's just a very much of a co-creation of a very unconscious mind. And Pluto, right? And the, this, uh, the, the underworld energy, right? We have, been, we have been pulled into the underworld as a society like Persephone in the Greek mythology. She goes into the underworld and well, she's kidnapped by Hades, right? And she goes into the underworld and she gets super depressed. And you know, imagine, right? All of a sudden, your your own father betrays you, and, and you know, um, so you know, your own uncle basically marries you forcefully, and then you're very unhappy, and you're a young girl, you have no consciousness. So that's the, the Persephone in our society, very unconscious, and just wants to look pretty, be young, have fun, you know, wow, I'm beautiful, and that's about it, no personality, nothing, right? And the Western society really praises that, praises the, even when you see in the, in the media and everywhere, you see this, you know, what is the, the symbol of beauty? It's like young, innocent, no consciousness, no identity, no fire, just innocent and beautiful and, and very anorexic. So that's kind of like Persephone energy. And so the whole consciousness of the Western world has been around this, built around this Persephone and, and, and Hades and Zeus energy. So very, very harsh, dark, masculine energies and very fragile feminine. And obviously, you know, it's a huge collapse. So now we're going, we, we've gone into the underworld and there's a lot of frustration there, but the story but for Persephone is really important because, you know, eventually, eventually, with, you know, through going through many stages, she becomes the queen of the underworld. And she finds her power, she realizes who she is, she becomes full on psychic, and then she becomes the guide for those who travel the underworld. And so the world is now going through this stage of the underworld and, uh, you know, we've been kidnapped into a reality that we don't like, but there is a blessing in it. We need to realize our own power, like Persephone, our own true identity, authentic, like authenticity, our spiritual essence, who we really are beyond the material reality, beyond our bodies, beyond the things we have. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very big archetypal shift in the collective. It's, it's amazing. It really is. We are, you know, really cracking down some powerful collective meets here. We are. No, absolutely. I love that. I'm so glad you shared that because that helps put things in a bit of a different perspective. And I think if we can have a lot of different perspectives, we can help get a deeper understanding of what's happening here and how to move through it. Because it's new for all of us. You know, this is unprecedented for our lifetime. And uh, we've never had to deal with something at this scale. I mean, you know, there's because we have the Internet, everyone is affected um, you know, it's almost like the internet's been great in so many ways, but of course it's a curse in others, but that's only in a sense of how you allow yourself to be, you know, manipulated by the actual ability of what the internet can do. So I, I love that because I think it's so important for everyone to understand that, um, we're, we're going through a major, a major test right now, a major test and 
part of the leveling up that we all came here to earth to graduate with, you know, because there are certain things that we came here to uh, master and there are certain, I want to say, galactic inheritance uh, that you're going to leave here with um, from this lifetime uh, is through this specific kind of time that we're going through. And it allows all of us to really put what we know and what we have gone through to the test. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't be able to do this in other ways. And I think because it is happening at such a collective level that this is kind of, this is the awakening, but none of us really expected it to kind of go down so brutally as it is, you know, we thought, I think a lot of us, and I'm going to include myself in this, yeah. A lot of us thought that, you know, those of us who are awakened, we're going to be sitting pretty you know, <laughs> through all of it. And in some ways we are, you know, in some yeah. ways we are. But I think we misinterpreted that, oh, no, you're going to also have things that you go through because you're yeah. all part of one, you know. And back to also what you said this idea of, you know, fighting things and, you know, resisting things. The reason why a lot of people are getting exhausted is because that you're just fighting another aspect of yourself. Mm -hmm. You've yes. got to let that go. And that's why the surrender right now is so important. We're moving out of a control structure and moving into surrender. So if you're not finding a way on how to surrender your energies into a way that works for you versus working against yourself, then it's going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think about it, right? What consciousness was the Western modern society built on? And this is where like part of my work is really rooted in Greek mythology and archetypes and archetypal psychology. So when you understand the archetypal stories, which actually created the collect, which are basis for the collective consciousness. And when you understand this mythology and you apply it to the consciousness of the society, everything becomes super clear. And you just see these energies playing out, you know, the collective energies of the like Zeus energy, Hades energy, Athena energy. And you see them, how these energies, um, not in their beautiful form, but in their darkest form, they have actually held this reality captive. And then that's, uh, that's what I always see. This collective consciousness has been, you know, really, <laughs> um, really under the spell of the shadow um, archetypal stories and then on the outskirts or the, even in the outside you see the beautiful indigenous tribes um, on a physical level but also in the dream time as well as all these beautiful star beings who are beaming all this life and all this high consciousness all this love into our collective and they are reminding us come on wake up wake up you are not that darkness you're not that negativity this is not who you are you know wake up you know, tap into your potential, tap into who you really are. And so what I'm seeing now is like people are going through this archetypal dynamics in such a powerful way. And we are freeing ourselves on a very individual level from each of these archetypal stories. And there are obviously many different like, you know, type of mythologies you can go into, but the Greek mythology is kind of the basis for our modern Western society. And when you study the Greek mythology and you look at our lives, you're like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what's been happening. This is my programming. And this is the programming of the collective. So in my work, I love to use archetypes and mythology 
to help people dismantle the programming. So we're not just working like, you know, with one path and like anger, right? There's a whole story attached to that anger. There's a whole story attached to the fear. So when you like, for example, the myth of Persephone is one of the most important myths in the collective consciousness right now. And when you really understand that myth and you see it in your life, and obviously you can connect them with astrology and planets because it's all archetypal. They're like, oh, this is what's happening. And then all of a sudden you realize that the drama you have been individually experiencing is actually not that personal. It's not so personal. You're not that exotic, right? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, so everyone is going through kind of like the same programming? Yes. And the moment you realize that is the moment you hack it and it's out of your system. And all you have to do that is just like, keep observing, keep observing it. And it's just a huge shift in consciousness. So I like to see the whole reality, the way it's unfolding through the eyes of the archetypes and mythology. And I'm like seeing people working through the Zeus myth, you know, the, the Hades myth, you know, all you have all this, and that equals obviously the planets and planetary influences and astrologically what we're going through. So you can literally see, you know, this box we found ourselves in, um, that can be looked at through the eyes of astrology or archetypes and mythology. And it's pretty much the same. It's just saying which of the actors is now going to affect our reality and gives us an opportunity how we want to respond individually as well as collectively. So it's huge. It's huge, right? It's huge. If you don't have this understanding, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of us are being forced to look at our victim, the areas of victim mentality mm. that we hold within ourselves, you know, where we feel like life is happening to us versus happening for us. And, yeah. you know, again, it's just a form of giving away your own sovereignty. And, and so all of these themes are coming up for a lot of us and they're getting disguised a little bit because there's a lot of things to focus on outside of you that need to be changed. But at the end of the day, and I'm sure like this is a, this is a, something that everyone talks about um, on, on a lot of uh, platforms of the spiritual nature mm -hmm. that, you know, you've got to do the inner work. Yeah. You've got to do the inner work because nothing outside of you can shift until the inner landscape does. And remember you are the co-creator. So you have, you have, um, Com you have committed part of the uh, you've committed to part of the problem that we're all seeing we all have we all have um, uh, contributed to that and I think it's important to understand like okay well if you know where am how am I acting like a victim in my life how do I just feel like I've you know something's just happening to me and I'm and I'm helpless you know I have nothing to do to change that you know it's just I didn't do anything wrong this just started happening to me and like that's where it all started that's why we're all here you know like that's what the problem the reason why we're in this problem to begin with and so you give out your you give up your sovereignty your own free will when you start to go into that mindset so I think that's an important mindset for all of us to keep in mind when we're being faced with the challenges that we are right now to understand okay Hey, that's a good that's a good sign there that's a big flashing red light you know like hey now you gotta kind of go and dig a little deeper on the inner inner scape here and, and heal that well it's in, in the end you know what i always get from my guides is if it's not a hundred percent yes then it's a no and that simplifies everything if it's not a hundred percent you know like kind of like yes this is right for me then it's a no mm -hmm. and don't make a compromise with yourself don't try to you know sell sell yourself 
to your own lower self because you are going to pay the price. And it's, it, it takes a lot of courage to say no when it doesn't feel right. But that's the magic of it. The moment you start saying no to things that don't feel right and only saying yes to things that feel right, it's kind of like the universe says like, oh, you get it now. And immediately a new reality opens. And you're like, wow, I like just yesterday, I walked away from this negativity. Mm. And I thought I'm going to be all alone. And, you know, and oh my gosh, like all these opportunities in literally 24 hours or sometimes even sooner, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, if it's a not 100% yes, then it's a no. I love that. I love that. And that totally piggybacks off of what we talked about last week on the podcast in a sense of, you know, things are made very easy for us in a sense of if you are always connected to source, to God, the creator through your heart, you know, through the promise of your own heart, you will always know the answer, but Mm -hmm. self-doubt will creep in. And that's where you start to waver into like, is it is it a full yes? Like, I'm not sure. And as soon as you, you know, you go into that, you go into that kind of zone, you're not, you've, you've moved away. You've moved away from like, what was the original hard yes. And I think that's another part of what we're all dealing with. Like learning how to say, no, I don't want that. Like, no, that doesn't work for me. I mean, that's so powerful. I was just like, this was really showing up in my life now. I mean, you know, being a lifetime warrior, I would say, you know, I, I'm, I'm tough right <laughs> but oh my gosh it's been showing up in, in like really you know when you work all the, through the rough layers you get to that nitty-gritty to the finest layer mm-hmm. and I've been seeing it in my own life like really you know my higher self really pushing me to address every single little detail in my life and saying so Taya is it a yes is it does this full-on matches your authenticity your truth like is it an absolute yes and i'm like oh damn i just want to stay in this comfortable comfortable situation where it's like but i don't need to address every single detail right it's okay (laughs) it's not too bad right he said no you have to address every single detail and learning how to address it because it's not when we say if it's not a yes then it's a no that doesn't mean that you just cut things away you have to Mm. work through them so if it's a no what does that mean for me? How can I make it a yes? Can I make it a yes? Can I make it in alignment? If not, it's time to move on. So it's uncomfortable because we need to face other people. We need to speak up our truth. We need to shift the old paradigm of how we were relating to other people, to the world around us, to ourselves. Like it's a full on new template of how we exist in this reality. And, you know, there's so many people out there, and I'm sure you've noticed this, so many people out there who are talking about all these new templates and all of that, and it it sounds so beautiful, but man, that's so much hard work. Like, it's not just like you download a beautiful template. No, you are faced with absolutely all of your fears in your own personal life, and then you have to address them. And that's how you anchor the new templates. And so I think like when you say, you know, like we were, we knew this was coming, but we had no idea how we're going to do it. I think for us, it's really that kind of much more the second and the third stage. It's kind of like, okay, you get it that this is full on illusion, but now, you know, what does this bring up for you? Where mm-hmm. does it go mm-hmm. in your life? Do you still need to address certain things? And for sure we all do, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that, that's a big one, right? For mm-hmm. me, definitely it's, um, it's speaking up like in situations, like not so much in my work, obviously, but just in a day-to-day situations, really, really being that light 
because I've, I've noticed that, you know, we are very comfortable maybe in, um, you know, that kind of setting, right? When you have like-minded people, but how can you shine your light fully in an environment that might be, you know, um, might not be so appreciative of your light or might find yeah. it very challenging. That's mm -hmm. a big one for us. To have no, cur no fear and shine your light. That's a big one. Well, and that's why, you know, when we talk about you, you talked about how the, the three different phases, you know, yeah. where um, it's just like, you know, you've got after the transformation, you've got the building phase. And that's where a lot of a lot of you who are in the audience right now are at. You're at the building phase and you're mm. being asked, how much longer are you going to compromise mm. your 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 gifts, you know, your mission because it's easy right now, it's it's comfortable right now. You see these themes of comfort and complacency, how they're playing out in all of our lives because we've given up our own authority to be standing in our power. And when yeah. you stand in your power, it doesn't mean that you're saying like, you know, I'm not doing that. It means standing yeah. in your power by like just being you, shine your light, like step into your power by walking the path you were meant to walk. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of like the those of us who've gone through some of the stuff are now being faced like it's time like i can't wait any longer oh absolutely and it's uh, and, and yeah one of the things that it's so important is also the tribe to have the right people to have the people who are really there for you in a very unconditional way because it's really you know we can co-create this new reality by first of all being our own absolute authentic selves and shining our life light and then attracting into our life these beautiful souls with whom we can actually create this new reality and i see a lot of people connecting in different ways through projects sharing the vision but you know in the old days we had maybe we had projects that we were working on together but there was still so much ego and so much like fear around it and i feel that you know this the gift of this time of purification is really that we've let go a lot of that that kind of sense of oh you know i'm not going to be okay if i open up to this person um and i think we've transcended that and now there is so much is unconditional support um happening and you know this is where the alchemy and the magic happens when we come together when we join our energy in a very loving heart-centered and soul aligned way yeah it's huge. It's, huge. It's, it's huge it's absolutely huge and you know what else i love that you said there when you were describing how um you know saying if it's not a full yes then it's a no but that doesn't mean that you just cut it away you're like well how can i make it a yes and i think that's a step that a lot of people miss you know and 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 that's natural i think that's very natural you're going to go from one extreme of always saying yes when you didn't yes. want to to yes. finally just saying no and like you know and then you've got to find that middle ground and i oh. think that's where yes. a lot of us are learning like oh no 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 i don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater okay no there's there's still potential here like maybe i can work with this how can i work with this and shift it and turn it into a yes mm -hmm. and and then of course if it's not working then yeah you can it's if it's a i mean it's the nature of polarity right mm -hmm. you know the extreme darkness the extreme positivity but you can only the positivity we understand here in this reality and everyone strives for like yeah i want to feel positive this is just i would call it a pleasant experience so let's say the positivity in polarity is a pleasant experience and negativity in polarity is unpleasant experience but both experiences are valid for our spiritual growth 
And any type of extreme, basically, you know, spending too much time in one of the extremes, it's a mess, always it ends up in a mess because you just swing the other way eventually because of the polarity. However, through doing this inner work, through, through not just going from one extreme to another, but saying, okay, why is this appearing in my reality? Like, why is this here? Like, what do I need to do with this? How can I make it? Yes, can I heal myself? Like, what is going on? You're actually you know, harmonizing the extremes and you come into that point of balance. And that point of balance is actually the vertical. That's when you start this vertical reality in connection with the source, because this is when the actual light consciousness kicks in. And that's really important. So there are a lot of people who on a very mental level understand things, but how do you translate it into reality? Well, you have to really heal your, your own polarity, your own attraction to just, oh, I want pleasant experience all the time. That's a big one, right? And I don't want an unpleasant experience. Nobody wants unpleasant experience. But what if you learn to raise above it and say, well, it's unpleasant, but it's teaching me something. I'll embrace it. I'll embrace both. And that's when this shift happens in consciousness. So we have in, in the collective, now we have so much like answer against them. Like, okay, you know, I might not agree with your choice, but I can still, you know, embrace you and I can still be very supportive of you and, and compassionate and basically respect your soul's journey. As long as you're not harming me or others, I'm okay. And so this is what we will have to learn. We'll have to heal all of those extremes in our behavior and in our emotions. And we'll have to really we know those charged emotion, emotions will need to heal and they will heal and one of the things I, it just hit me now that I have to share with you you know you said so what do you envision um, for Australia and the world you know that my, my spirit guide said because I said okay you know like how is this going to unfold again me asking you know million questions and they said well People are going to be going through their extremes, so they're going to keep pushing, keep pushing, and they're going to be people resisting. It's going to keep going on, you know. So this this game of polarity, right? Pleasant, unpleasant, pleasant, unpleasant, plus minus, plus minus. It's going to keep going on. They said, and then Mother Earth, Gaia, will say enough, and that's when humanity will be like, oh my gosh, what just happened? So unless, so this is not a prediction about this horrible catastrophe that so many people are talking about because whenever I tune in uh, I don't get these horrible images I, I get like yeah it's not great but we're helping you out we're helping you out so you know this is not this horrible prediction at all but it is something that will happen because mother earth Gaia as consciousness will have enough right and we said now enough is enough and something will happen in terms of nature movement floods, fires, earthquakes, God knows what, but it will, and it's already happening. So to what extent will it happen? Depending on what kind of slap do we need, right? To stop, you know, because the goddess and, and, and let's say the goddess or the source or the divine mother and the father do not want their children fighting against each other. So now everyone's fighting and there will be higher force that will come in and, and say enough that's what i see very clearly i don't see exactly how it will manifest yeah. but it will manifest in a way that people will be like oh so we are mm -hmm. not more powerful than nature yeah <laughs> we can actually be wiped off this planet very quickly oh wow 
And that that just goes right back to this whole concept of learning how to move into a structure of surrender versus control, because control when you there's always going to be resistance, right? Because someone's always trying to exert a power over someone else or, you know, like that's how it works, a force, I should say. And so when you move into this idea of surrender, so just to give an example so people understand uh, what we're kind of talking about here. You know, when you are in an in, a, in a, any kind of place that you're just like, why am I here? I don't like this. This feels uncomfortable. There's nothing about this that I like. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, like a really horrible situation where you should just yeah. come to it. But I'm just, you know, I'm talking about general, like how we have experiences like, oh, I don't like this. You know, why is this yeah. happening to me? Instead of resisting it and trying to change it, what if you let go and said, well, I am here right now. I'm let what is there to experience through this and be with it you know so for instance we can see that there are certain airlines that are starting to you know either shut down or they're only allowing for certain you know passes to be uh, used and you know the way I see it is you know everyone's got an option And there is no right or wrong option here. Um, Whatever anyone chooses to do is the right option for them. But it all comes down to choice. And if you don't like something, you don't have to fight it. You can just be with yourself and choose something else. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so for instance, I look at it as like, well, if the airlines were to do that, well, just find a way to explore what I can in a car. You know, and and find a way to appreciate what's immediately around me as opposed to needing to go so far away from where I am. And maybe there's something here that I'm supposed to understand on a deeper level. Maybe there's something here for me to appreciate and find newness in that I haven't explored yet. Because there's so much that we see in our immediate world that we're just, we don't even like pay attention to because it's so close to us. And Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like this idea of we're always trying to go outside of ourselves. And so we're always trying to go outside of where we are. And so what if, you know, this might be an opportunity for all of us to turn in and look at our immediate surroundings and like, well, how can I just enjoy this and find new ways to find joy? Because I tell you, that's not what they want. (laughs) They do not want that. And so find a way to surrender. And that's what I mean by surrender. It's like be at peace with your circumstances Mm -hmm. and, and, and shift the circumstances through that peace. That's so powerful. Absolutely. You know, when you look at any type of like real solid spiritual practice, right? Like more ancient spiritual practice, not mid-age mm. modern, but like really ancient spiritual practice. So much of that practice is focused on really going within and and really clearing up some of those attachments, right? Uh, with the outside world. And so we, like you said, you know, we, especially in the Western world, we lost our connection with our own soul and our spiritual identity and we full-on identify with outside world material objects success status money you know we're so identified with the outside world and obviously for a lot of people when this was taken away they lost it it was like oh my gosh my identity is gone who am i if i don't have these things and i can't do these things Mm -hmm. so these people are literally because they have no connection with their true essence who they really are, these beautiful souls, they full on amnesia, right? And so they would do anything to get their identity back. So it's really this 
wrong identification that is happening for a lot of people. Now, is it wrong? Well, it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a distorted perception of who we are. So, you know, it serves a purpose, so it's not really wrong, but it's a distorted perception. And so many people are invested big time into these distorted perceptions. And obviously, as the, the planetary consciousness rises and we go more and more into light and awakening, these things really come to surface and they can mm -hmm. be very painful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going within and connecting with just really simple things, I think that's really the beauty of it. And I think like the harshest lessons of my life have taught me to just where I am and what's happening, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Can be painful, can be beautiful, can be fun, but that's what is meant for me in that moment. And, and the beauty is in surrendering to exactly. it. Exactly. And it's like oh, letting go of that control. And we've been so, like you said, you know, like, oh, we've been so trained in this control. This We have been controlled the way we were brought up was full on through mind control. And then we try to control our reality. We try to mm -hmm. control the outcomes. And so much of, you know, there's so many people, you know, especially talking about the law of attraction and everything, like, you know, just focus on what you want for. No, <laughs> embrace what it is. Yeah, because that's where highest guidance comes, and then you will naturally manifest it and attract it. So it's a huge shift, letting go the control. It's a huge shift, healing that discord and 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 um, yeah, in our own system, especially when it comes to the lower chakras, that need for control and surrender. Yeah, and and were you talking about this idea of simplicity? How we need to get back to the the simple things, mm -hmm. the simple pleasures. You know, I just did a post. My last post on Instagram, um, you know, was about that. Me realizing, like, through this journey of realizing, you know, we were taught to kind of try to accumulate value outside of ourselves, but the true value within us is is enjoy through this very simple things. We don't actually need the, the our, most of our pleasures actually come from the very simple things, like a smile, a hug. Yeah you know, you know, looking into someone's eyes or just, it just those very simple things, you know, being in nature, those are truly where we find the most pleasure that are meaningful to us. And so do we really need to move into the excess and reclaim all of that? Or is this an opportunity to say, you know what, you can have your excess. I don't want it anymore because I'm going to find my joy in the very simple things. And I think this is part of the big plan here on a soul level for us through this grand experiment that we're all going through is to remember that actually I don't need all of that. I mean, like, just look at, you know, just the image of what it would look like living your day-to-day -day life in a sacred way. And this is not a religious way, a sacred no. way. <laughs> yeah. You know, a sacred way is, you know, you connect with the natural cycles and you connect with everything that's around you. I mean, imagine, right? You take away all the technology. How do you exist? Mm -hmm. You have to exist in a sacred way. You have to communicate with the natural world. Otherwise, you can't make it. So we've created this fake sense of security. And it's very dangerous. Yeah. And it was very damaging because we rely on it so much. And then when it's taken away... We're like, oh, I can't survive, right? I can't exist. And that's what makes you so vulnerable to these lower agendas, right? And so becoming resourceful really means going back to the natural ways mm -hmm. and sacred ways. Because the nature will give you everything. The trees will talk to you. The rocks will talk to you. The rivers will talk to you. The mountains will talk to you. The spirits will talk to you. They will come closer. The animals will talk to you. 
and you will have this beautiful experience of this magnificent reality that is planet Earth, but you will be so far removed from the collective matrix and programming. So I really just see two options here. I don't see them like, you know, we can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, I actually see you have to wake up. Yes, you can use technology. Yes, you can use all of that to access a lot of people to, to share your message, but you have to live your day-to-day -day life in a most simple um, and, and really sacred way and, and really get rid of anything that's an access, right? Yeah. Too many things, too many clothes. Now I'm gonna say one thing that triggers a lot of people, too much money, too much material stuff. You know, people have all these crazy ideas of like how they need more, 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 more to feel more and more, more safe. And it's all a BS because it didn't disappear like that. Mm -hmm. You know, one sneeze of mother earth Gaia and it's gone. So really, and you still exist, you know, so really. Yeah, and it's like, the, the thing is, is that until you have that accumulated wealth within you, it doesn't matter yes. how much you have outside exactly. of you exactly. because it, that can go. And that is something I learned around 2012. You know, I realized as like, wow, I don't ever want to feel like this again. Like I had like I, my job security was kind of gone in a sense of I tried to I was trying to do the entrepreneurial thing mm -hmm. and um, I was having a hard time building my business and getting clients. And I was feeling mm -hmm. very much in survival mode, you know, and just. Uh, barely scraping by and I was just like I don't like this and I started to feel like really shitty about myself and I'm like where is that coming from I didn't know that existed I thought I was cool with me you know mm -hmm. and I realized in that moment I have got to start building my wealth from the inside so that it doesn't matter what I lose on the outside mm -hmm. I always have that and yeah. no one no one can strip that away from me mm -hmm. so um yeah. That I think that's kind of like something that we're, we're at right now. And, and just remember, guys, you know, like when it comes to this idea of, you know, maybe you think you're not going to be able to go to this place or that place or do this, you know, mm -hmm. travel there here or there. And again, everyone's got their own choices and they're going to have to make their own decisions. There's parts of your journey that you may not understand and other people won't understand. It doesn't matter. Just stay true to you and whatever you're feeling guided. But at the same time, understand that it's the supply and demand that runs the world. And so if there is no demand, for the things that they're trying to take away from you guess mm -hmm. what they don't have a power anymore that doesn't they don't have that to hold over you full on full on that's so, so important so important to it's really just about like how smart can we outsmart this whole experiment <laughs> yes it's really easy it's like and that's why like to some people this is so obvious from the day one and some people are just like no like how can you have completely different perspective it really is you know um like you said the supply and demand oh my gosh that's so yeah <laughs> when you stop buying into these things they will cease to exist and that's the boundary we set we're like yeah no thanks thank you but no you said it perfectly when we stop buying into these things. Exactly. When I stop buying into the fact that I think I need that because you're saying it's important. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, it's like go, go to parenting, you know, and you have like that, that four-year-old who's defiant and, and they're, and they're like, well, you can't have your cookies. And the, and the, and the four-year-old goes, well, I don't want my cookies. All of a sudden yeah. as a parent, you start losing. You're like, oh shit. Now I don't have that to hold over them. Now what am I going to do? It's the exa exact same thing that's happening right now exactly oh my gosh exactly and um you know 
the little four-year-olds are quite, <laughs> they're quite strong and I'm sure stubborn. any parent can relate to this who's ha who's been in that position where you, you're trying to yeah. like, you know, take something away, which is exactly what's happening to us right now that you think that they want. And then they go around saying, well, I don't care. I yeah. don't want it. Now you all of a sudden as a parent, you're starting to like, well, now what am I going to do? What am I going to use? How am I going to control my, my four-year-old now? <laughs> And then, yeah, it's really, you know, then you have to shift your perspective and say, well, let's do this differently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's talk about responsibility. Exactly. Yeah, let's do this a different way. Oh my gosh, Taya, this was so amazing. I'm so glad you came on the show and I'm so glad Thank that we got to gosh, connect. Um, please let my audience know what you've got going on and where they can connect with you. Of course, I'm going to leave all the details in the description below the video and in the podcast app, but please let everyone know what you've got going on. So my website, soulcooling.com, is launching in a month's time. And they're going to be also launching an academy with a lot of pre-recorded trainings. And it's all the trainings that I've been teaching in the last 15 plus years. So a lot of material, inner transformation, healing the feminine and the masculine, you know, opening up intuition, <clears throat> connecting to the stars. I do a lot of Lemurian work as well. So there's going to be plenty of material coming up soon <laughs> and otherwise um, I do a lot of videos on my Facebook page on my YouTube and Instagram and I'm, I'm so busy with like all the different trainings and groups that I'm teaching that um, you know often people have to figure out like has she posted something where has she posted because it doesn't appear in all my channels at the same time but I try to put out um, really relevant content and really, I'm really committed to helping people navigate this strange reality, the reality of awakening. So yeah, there's my website, soulcalling.com, my Facebook, soulcalling, Cortea Wood, or my Instagram, soul.calling. Beautiful. Well, thank you to everyone. Please go check out her channels and um, support uh, Taya. She's doing beautiful work and um, so blessed that we got to connect today. Thank you so much. And thank you to the audience for being here with me again this week. I love you guys and we'll be back with you next time. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.